continuing the discussion from the last episode, we're talking about the importance of your thoughts. In grief, it's so easy to allow the pain and the exhaustion to take over your thought life. Now, you should sit in the pain as you need to, but you don't want to get stuck in it. Today, I'm going to share how to improve your thinking and in doing so, improve your outlook and your life while still grieving. Let's jump in and start changing that automatic loop. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Romania, our spotlight country, and in California as the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 60 countries. This tells me that grief is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you and you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background information, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. If you are just starting your journey, please know life will change. It won't always hurt like it does today. It's really important for you to hear that often. This is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you never will. But you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. Today we're talking about those thoughts that seem to replay in our heads even when we want them to stop. They seem to be on automatic replay, and some people call them intrusive thoughts. They are the most painful moments that get stuck in your head, draw you to focus on them, and then can put you in the pit. And before we get into this, I want you to remember this one little tidbit that helped me understand why your thoughts are so important. Besides the fact that God said they are, outcomes in your life are from your habits. See, you set goals with your conscious mind, your intellect, and you get goals with your subconscious mind because 90 to 95% of all habits come from your inner beliefs. That was a light bulb for me. And when it came to grief, I was telling myself daily, hourly, heck, minute by minute, that it wasn't fair, that God had taken away all the things that mattered to me, that he wasn't the loving God I thought he was, 
and that I was never going to get better. If you have listened to Grief to Great Day, you've heard me say, what you feed grows. And that's why I said it. I fed or focused on the pain and everything bad and wrote the ending of my own story, that it would never get better, that I would never have a ministry, and that I wouldn't ever be happy again. I would plan for a better tomorrow, saying I'm not going to lose it at the grocery store or I'm going to be strong. And every day I tried as hard as I could to gut it out, only to fail at those goals. The idea that you can stop the loop on those negative and or dark thoughts has got to be exciting or at least intriguing to you. When I first heard of this, it was back when I was in graduate school when it came to sports psychology. You know, how to create new neural pathways, both physically and mentally. But it didn't become important enough until I was walking through grief. I wanted the idea of changing my thoughts to be true, but I also wanted it to be truth. What I mean by that is truth according to God and his word. When I think about how God made us and how his plans are better and his thoughts are higher than ours, I want to share some verses to highlight the importance of your thoughts is beyond science or the latest and greatest in the medical breakthrough world. That the power of your thoughts is biblical and can be improved to make your life easier, if not way better. So I want to start with what God says about your thoughts. And there's at least 10 of them. So sit back, shut your eyes and just listen. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, and whatever is lovely, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Jeremiah 3, 3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. Proverbs 28, 26, those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Proverbs 4, 23 to 24, and above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Psalms 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And our word of the week, John 8.31-32, in the message version says, Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. He said, If you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this one right here, Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's my paraphrase. 
Don't forget that God knows the desires of your heart. So let him and his word order your steps. We're going to jump right into the journey works because this is the important part. Remember from the last episode, number 72, that you are in control of your thoughts. And I asked you to write down three to five of the thoughts that seem to take you over. You know, the ones you don't feel in control over. Here are the three practical ways to improve your thought life. Now, if you do this one to two times every day, watch your thought life change in 30 to 60 days. Don't give up and don't diminish the power of the word of God in your life. This is like when Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil taunted him. Jesus only spoke the word of God. He only spoke truth into that situation. So this is what you're going to be doing. All right, so you have written down the three. I know there may be many more, but the three top negative, hard, pain-filled thoughts that keep coming to your mind. On the same line to the right of those thoughts, I want you to search the Bible for verses that speak to that thought or even the emotion and write them down next to it. So the example would be for my journal. I wrote on one line, I can't do this. To the right of that, I wrote, I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That was the first part right there. You have the negative on the left and then what the Bible says about that on the right. Below those things, I want you to write down three things you are grateful for, for real. Don't just say, oh, thank you, Lord, for the weather. I want it to be for real. What are you really thankful for? It may be hard in the beginning, I know, but I know you can come up with three things to thank God for, even as you're hurting. My three things initially, I was blessed with a best friend or sister for almost two decades. Monica had faith that changed her journey and my life. And number three, she was no longer in pain. As you can tell, it was all around the situation, and that's fine. But I was grateful for those things. I was grateful that she was in heaven and not having to struggle on earth. The third thing is every day, one or two times, or every time those thoughts pop in your head, you counter them by speaking, yes, out loud in your own voice if you're able. I don't know, you might be at work, so just you can play it in your head if you need to. The truth of the word of God and the things you're grateful for. The memories are only written down to acknowledge them and to counter them with the truth. But you're only going to read the verses and what you are grateful for. Don't worry about the outcome. Don't compare one day to the next. Just focus on God's word, the truth for your life, and go about your day. Over time, you're going to be amazed at what happens, but it will take consistency and patience. If you're like me, when those thoughts hit you, you may think, I don't care about the Bible or gratitude right now. But hear me clearly. In those moments, they are the most important times to speak truth over your life. It's not like this process will take you long. It's what, two or three minutes each time you do it. So create a routine every day. You have to take action, though, for this to change your thoughts. Jim Quick said, your life is the letter C between the B and the D. I hope that was understood. Your life is the choices you make between your birth and your death. Friend, you are still here, so there is more for you to do. 
2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The Word of God is powerful, but you have to act if you want to change. And here are other ways to help you move forward. Join the private Facebook group. You've heard me talk about it before, and now it's time to join it. Also, if you're ready to put action behind your desire of healing, then purchase my What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. The four steps in this workshop help guide you over four weeks to grow closer to God, even when it's hard to pray, to work towards acceptance, and to know what's normal and not normal in your healing process. Don't put this off until tomorrow. Take the brave step today. This is what you're going to need in your first year or if you feel stuck. If you don't have a church home, then visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. You know, links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking those steps. Keep speaking truth in your life towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.